Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Hello there, Scoob Believer. Hey, if you're anything like me, I am just so tired of going from screen to screen to screen trying to figure out my analytics for all of my social medias and trying to figure out where I can put any and all my energies to get as much reach as I can. Well, I think I've finally found the solution. Elementary analytics. That's right. Elementary analytics. Now at a single press of a button, I can see all my social media analytics from Google to Twitter to Facebook, all my important information all on one screen, all on one screen. Can you believe it? And if you really needed to, you could print charts for any possible meetings you might have. If you want to learn more about this amazing program, go to tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial with no credit card needed. That's tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial. Try it right now and see what it can do for you. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode number 22. Me and you and number 22. You need to know what it is about you and your message that's unique and differentiated from the market. And spend some time really thinking critically about that. And you're going to have resistance to it because you're going to think, well, I don't want to be put in a box. I want to do lots of things. I can't just boil myself down to somebody who helps this type of person accomplish this type of very specific thing. I'll get bored talking about that for years. But that is the opportunity. That is what you need to do in this day and age to break through because it's noisy out there. the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoobalievers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Hello, Scuba Lever, and welcome to episode number 22 and number three of my three-part series, the final part of my series for experienced entrepreneurs. And this experienced entrepreneur is probably one of the greatest that I've come across since I've gotten started. This gentleman has taught me just so much in my entrepreneur adventure, and I originally met him in SPI Pro. He was part of the SPI community and was once part of the SPI team. Um, but I really am excited to have him on my program and be in the most honorable part of my three-part series. Today, we are talking to none other than Jay Klaus. Jay Klaus, let's take a listen.
Expectations, Scoop Believers, and we are here again with another amazing entrepreneur. But we're doing something a little bit different today. Today, we actually have somebody that's, uh, I'm really excited to have him on my show. I've actually followed him a little bit in SPI, and I just, I met him in SPI Pro, and he's such a great teacher. He's, I learned so much from him, but I got him on my show. I'm really excited to have him. And we have Jay Klaus. Hey, Jay. Hey, Jesse. Excited to be here. All right. Thanks. Now I have a really kind of serious question to ask you. Okay. You ready? All right. Are you a school believer? I think it's pretty obvious I'm a school believer. Oh, look at that. He's got a little puppy dog. <laughs> so for those of you that's uh, watching on my YouTube channel and uh, he's holding up a, a stuffed animal. I mean, if, if in the podcast, you can't see it, obviously. The little stuffed dog there. It looks almost like a, like the coloration of a Scooby. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much, Jay. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> that's okay. All right, Jay. So what I'm going to do here is if you, I, I know who you are and I've been following you and I love what you do, but I'm sure there's a couple of people that's not sure who you are. So if you could do me a favor and tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your entrepreneur adventure and how you kind of got started. Yeah. So my name is Jay. Uh, I'm an online creator who studies today's best online creators. Um, my main content is the podcast called Creative Elements, where I interview really high-profile creators, people like Tim Urban, James Clear, Cody Sanchez, Tori Dunlap, uh, and talk to them about how they are um, really winning this like creator game today in 2022, and talking about actual specific strategies and t- strategies and tactics that are working for them as creators today. And that flows through to my email newsletter that flows through to my membership community, which is my, my main, uh, paid offering at this point. Um, then it's really great. I support other creators. I study the, the best creators. I synthesize what they do really well and help other people do the same. All right. That's awesome. You're doing so much great work out there, Jane. We all really appreciate it. Now, if you can kind of go back to the very beginning, how did you actually get started in like, what was the thing that got you started in wanting to study creators? I know you're a creator yourself, but I mean, what really got things started for you? Yeah, well, the podcast launched in March, 2020. And that was, you know, after I'd kind of decided, I really enjoy speaking to and learning from other creators. Because at the time, what I knew was, I want this lifestyle of being a creator. And I had some really good relationships. I was able to reach a lot of people who had pretty high levels of success, but I didn't have a good reason to collaborate with them, really. Um, and so I thought, well, maybe I'll start a podcast because I love podcasting. And I'll use that as an excuse to talk to some of these high-profile creators that I'm actually able to access and reach. And so that's what I did. And um, yeah, I would say that that started around 2020 and I was beginning to do my own creator business probably a year or so earlier. I was starting to develop and distribute my own courses. They were based on freelancing at the time. Uh, Still exists. It's called freelancing school. But um, yeah, I think a lot of my career has been an expanding of how I understand the concept of entrepreneurship. Because in the beginning, I thought that entrepreneurship was simply um, high-tech software companies. and as time has passed, I realized, okay, freelancing is entrepreneurship. And as t- more time passed, I realized, okay, content is entrepreneurship. And so it's just been kind of an evolution like that over time. All right. That's fantastic. And I love how you kind of 
learned your way through it to understand that it's not just one thing that's entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship has different types of avenues and places you can go. It's not just one type of thing. It's all kinds of different types of things, whether it be the podcasting like you're talking about or content creation or putting things out like that. That's fantastic. And I'm glad you were able to do that. So as you're as you're moving along and things are going for you in your first year of what you're doing in your entrepreneur adventure, did you have any particular pitfalls or problems that really kind of stick out in your mind? One of the things that was a challenge for me, sorry, it looks like I'm coming a little hot here. One of the things that was a challenge for me was cash flow because my first like paid service, the thing that I was doing to earn money was facilitating mastermind groups between other entrepreneurs. And that was pretty successful. That was going really well. The problem was that was a 12-week program, a 12-week experience. And I didn't think about the actual calendar year. So as one of those cohorts wrapped up, I found myself in October and I realized, oh, for me to run another cohort, I'm going to go through Thanksgiving, through Christmas. There was just no way that I was going to be able to sell this 12-week experience through the holidays and through New Year's, which put me in a really awkward spot because I hadn't done a very good job of budgeting for myself. And so here I am sitting there with two plus months before I could really sell this program again and needed revenue like now. So that was one big mistake was mismanaging my cash flow. At the same time, I wasn't really thinking about uh, taxes in an appropriate way. Uh-huh. I wasn't saving uh, a good amount for taxes. Luckily, that first year, um, I had the first four months with an employer and they had been saving for taxes from my paycheck. So at the end of that year, they had oversaved to such a degree that uh, I didn't really owe much. Um, but taxes, cash flow, like the finance, boring business aspects of things were an issue for me early on. Yeah, I kind of find myself in a similar situation as far as that goes. I really have to be careful about cash flow and where money comes from and where it's going to. Um, I am terrible with numbers. I, I <laughs> Frank, just at this point, I'm like, if I make any money, which I haven't made any yet, but if I make any money, I just put half away and hopefully that's good enough. So <laughs> that's about as technical as I'm going to get with my, with my bookkeeping. Um, but it's definitely something to keep in mind when you are uh, putting together things like a mastermind or a paid uh, product or anything like that to make sure that you, you know, you put stuff away and, and keep up with the taxes and things like that. That way it doesn't bite you in the butt in the end. So, yeah. And what did, did you just end up hiring somebody or? Well, I do. I do have an accountant and a bookkeeper now, which has been wonderful. Um, but at this point I I've implemented, uh, a finance system called profit first for my business, which is really, really helpful. Basically I have, uh, four different buckets that twice a month, I allocate all of the income I have into these four buckets in certain target allocation percentages. These are weird, big numbers, but stay with me. So 25% of every dollar that comes in goes to taxes. Uh, 30% goes to operating expenses for the business, 40% goes to owner's compensation and 5% goes to profit. Uh, so any money that comes into my business, it goes into one single checking account. That is my income account. And then twice per month, almost as if I am an employee of my own company, 
I do these allocations to say, okay, all the money that's in the income account, 25% is going into the tax account now, 40% is going into owner's comp, 5% is going into profit, 30% is going into operating expenses. Um, and that's what I do to ensure that I am saving enough for taxes. And I know that I'm generating profit all the time because I'm literally allocating 5% to profit. Right. Um, I'm, I'm paying myself appropriately. And you can change these percentages. The one percentage I don't change is tax. Uh, 25% over the last few years has proven to be enough withholdings based on my deductions at tax time to cover my tax needs. But um, some months I'll say, you know what, I have a big project coming up that I'm going to need to purchase, you know, the help of a freelancer or something. I'm going to put 40% into operating expenses this month and only pay myself 30%. Or, you know what, the business had a really great month. I'm going to pay myself 50% and put 20% towards operating expenses because I don't have any big expenses coming up. So you can move some of those things, but that's going to be a lot of peace of mind to know that I'm continuously building profit. I'm always paying myself and I'm always saving enough for taxes. Fantastic. So you hear that school believers, if you're worried about taxes, things like that, this is a great way to be able to make sure that you put enough money away for yourself and a good way to make sure that you pay yourself. That's important too. I mean, you want to be able to have that for yourself just so you have something to say, Hey, I did this and this is for me. If you don't reward yourself for your work, then it kind of, kind of doesn't make it worth it after all. So you want to make sure you reward yourself for what you do. All right. So I'm, I'm going to ask you kind of a, uh, a selfish question, Jay. So I have to, I'm going to apologize to you ahead of time for this. Now we met in SPI pro, but I, I mean, even before I got into SPI, I know who you were because of Pat's um, podcast and he talked about you and he had a couple of your shows. So can you tell me the story about how you met Pat and how that came sure. about? That's probably one you've talked to, done a couple of times. So <laughs> not a whole lot, honestly. Really? Um, the the mastermind program that I was telling you about, uh, through that experience, I met Pat's business partner, Matt Gartland. And so he had a front row seat to what that community looked like. And when Pat and SPI were looking to build and launch SPI Pro, their membership community, they brought me in as a consultant to help give form and shape and launch that membership program. So I met Pat through his business partner, Matt because of the work I had done with that mastermind program. All right. That's amazing. Thank you for telling us about that uh, experience. You know, I've experienced Pat for a pretty long time myself. Uh, Avid listener. If I haven't talked to him about my podcast enough, I don't know what, I I think I've mentioned him like in every single podcast, but (laughs) that's good to hear that, uh, how that story worked out for you. So, I'm kind of curious since we're kind of talking about Pat and he, Pat's kind of one of my virtual mentors. As you were going along in your entrepreneurial adventure, have you had any kind of mentors that you'd like to say that pushed you forward and made you do what you will do now? I think I had more mentors earlier in my career than I do right now, to be honest. And it's something that I've been spending a lot of time thinking about lately. Um, because in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, Mentors really made it happen for me. Um, my first mentor, his name is Will Schroeder. He owns a company called startups.com. Um, he hired me as an intern when I was in college. And that really opened my eyes towards software and entrepreneurship generally. And I worked with him in three different roles over you know a five-year period. That was really, really, really incredible and really impactful to me. Um, 
over the last few years, you know, obviously working with Pat and SPI, there's some mentorship there, but as a creator, I, I haven't had the same degree of mentorship that I think I really want and need. Um, there have been other people along the way before I was really doing the business to the degree that I am now, but I knew I wanted to be a writer and blog. Um, James Clear was a mentor to me. Uh, and this is before he published Atomic Habits. Uh, he's gotten a lot busier <laughs> yeah, <that's for laughs> since, sure. since publishing the book. Um, but he lives in Columbus, Ohio here. So we, w- we would meet up uh, fairly regularly and talk about writing. And he'd give me some some direction and some insight. Yeah, I, I would say that's that's kind of it. I've had a lot of friends and, um, you know, people that I collaborate with. But I, I actually think that I'm missing mentorship to the degree that that I would like it these days. All right. Uh, just so you know, Jay, especially after meeting you in SPI, you were definitely one of my mentors. So there's the changes I've made from the beginning of my podcast to now have definitely been inspired by your direction. Um, if anybody's listened to my podcast from then to now, uh, some of the changes I've made in niching down um, some of my intros, outros, and things like that, Jay was actually one of the people that suggested some of those things. So at this point, I would really like to publicly say thank you so much, Jay, for for all your mentorship that you oh, have for thanks, me so man. far. Um, I, I think it's pretty powerful what we can do in terms of mentorship virtually these days. You know, like some of my best mentors are people I've never met. So I don't necessarily count them uh, as mentors when asked, like, you know, who are your mentors? But I've certainly modeled after people like uh, Seth Godin. Uh, Brian Harris was somebody I've modeled after for a long time. Who else? Ryan Holiday. Uh, these people I've never actually had a real conversation with, but the amount of recorded content out there that you can learn and get very specific anecdotes and, and insight and ideas from these people is pretty incredible. So it it does, you know, it means a lot to me that I can be a mentor to somebody like you, even if I don't realize it, you know, that's, that's a pretty incredible thing and a pretty incredible time that we can do that right now. Yeah. And, and it's so funny how that all came about through, I mean, from what I can see came about through COVID, mm-hmm. which is really strange to say that something that devastating, sometimes something that big that happens in the world makes us have to make these advances. And then we realize that we really can use those things for other things later on. Totally. So, totally. And uh, Pat's been one of those type of virtual mentors for me. Um, I've talked, I don't mean, I haven't talked like this, him, like I'm talking to you right now, but you know, I have been in his AMAs. I do. I have talked to him on my uh, Twitter space a couple of times. Um, that's been amazing, but it's it's good to have mentors, whether they're virtual or not. If anybody can find somebody they can emulate to move them on in their entrepreneur adventure, do it. That that would be that's more helpful than just about anything. Yeah, else. I think it's a great call. All right. So I know you've been in your entrepreneurship for quite some time now, but in hindsight, do you have a failure that you're most proud of, <laughs> and why are you proud of that failure? Failure I'm most proud of. Uh, let me think about this for a second. Um, there certainly are. My failures are usually pretty quick. Like um, it's something that I pretty immediately say, yeah, this isn't this isn't quite working. The biggest failure that comes to mind for me, well, a, a lot of times my failure is also like I'm trying to um, 
get picked for something, get chosen for something. And it just doesn't happen, whether it's an award or a sponsorship or a position or something like that. Like I've had countless failures like that, that just at this point, they just roll off my back. Like, yeah, I took a shot. Didn't happen. I don't count them as wins. You know, it's like, I don't count your chickens before they hatch situation. I'm, I'm very rarely counting chickens. So when they don't hatch, it's like, okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> I didn't count that chicken anyway. Um, biggest failure that comes to mind for me was in college. Really early on, I joined uh, a satirical newspaper. It was like, it was like the onion. It was a print version of the onion specific to Ohio state is a way to think about it. And we had a guy, his name was Stu, incredible writer, incredible leader. He made that, that uh, newspaper just so good, but he took so much on himself. He got interested in starting a new publication that was a little bit more political. And so he left that newspaper and we didn't have our leader. Absent of a leader, I decided to step up and co-lead that next year. We never printed an issue. Didn't print a single issue when I when I led that that effort. Uh, and now that satirical newspaper, which had a bunch of history at Ohio State, doesn't exist anymore because I killed it. <laughs> which is a big like that's a that's a pretty big failure. Like I killed an Ohio State institution. Um, but you learn from it, you know. Um, that taught me a lot about leadership as much as it did about publishing because we didn't fail to produce stories like our writing staff continue to write stories. But what makes a publication like that work is being really timely and relevant. You know, like a lot of the funniness of it is just how well-timed it is. So it would be stories written about a current event or a current like actual news headline. And if you don't print that in time, a couple months pass and it's not really funny anymore. So it goes to waste and our writers didn't love their work going to waste. Not something that you enjoy. Like, oh, I made this thing and nobody ever saw it. That sucks. Uh, so it taught me a lot as a leader, taught me a lot as uh, as a creator and uh, still haunts me a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> well, you know, it may still haunt you, but at least you learned something from it. And that's the most important thing when it comes to failure. Failure is not always just about throwing your hands up in the air and saying, I'm, I give up. That's it. I mean, taking the failure and learning and growing and moving it into the next entrepreneur adventure, whatever you do in your lifetime, that's not a failure. That's just a, a learning curve or just learning something new and different. And you know what to do the next time that thing comes around. Um, also, I'd like to talk about how you how you had that mind shift at the very beginning about the failure um, where you you had a failure. But instead of being upset about it, like you were talking about earlier, how. You, you had this thing where it was like you were upset that you weren't getting a notice and accomplishments and things like that. But at the same time, you kind of want to think about, well, good for these next people, good for these people that did win the awards. I like having a mind shift, a, a mind think like that at the same time. I mean, it's hard to do, especially in, in situations like you were talking about. But in the end, you really want to be happy for the next person that did win. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it still sucks. And there are periods of time where I think like, ah, why not me? You know, and I can be bitter and, and whatever, but, um, you know, I, I think of it much more now as just a numbers game. Uh, let's use some good sports analogies. Um, you got to take shots on goal. 
not just taking shots, because if you take aimless shots that aren't even there anywhere near the goal and you don't make a goal, like, of course, you're not going to because they're not even good shots. I focus on taking good shots, taking more of them, because you take more good shots. One, you're going to get even better at taking shots. Two, some of them are going to go in. You know, it's just it's just the numbers game. But if you're playing that game, you also recognize that a lot of times even good shots fall short. They don't make it happen. And when you have those expectations, it's a lot easier to deal with the fallout when it does happen, when it doesn't quite work out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Thank you for that. That's uh, great putting that together there for us. I really appreciate that. So, and your vast accomplishments, that's all folks. Let me try that again. And your vast accomplishments that you've had since you started your entrepreneurial adventure is there one accomplishment that you're really super proud of that you like to think about on a constant basis? This is probably something that I don't do enough of, to be honest. Um, I don't take enough time to appreciate those things. Um, but there are there are several, you know, at this point in my career, I've sold two companies. I've invested in other companies. Uh, I'm an advisor to some companies. Like these are all really positive things. The biggest accomplishments that I think about these days are more of the like life achievements that I've made. Like I'm married. I found a life partner. My life is way better now. Um, we bought a house together. We just uh, bought a Tesla Model Y. Like these are really cool parts of my life that like the entirety of me gets to enjoy. Um, business achievements, you know, they 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 come, they go. There's a lot of them for some periods of time, and there's none of them for some periods of times. You know, what you realize is achievements are very fleeting. You know, like you think that this thing is going to be the best, most important thing you could ever accomplish, then you accomplish it. And then you say, well, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, and you move the goalposts and you you go towards something else. Um so, you know, what, what I'm most proud of is kind of like at the high level, I've been able to construct a life for myself where I'm living the lifestyle that I want and I'm not selling my time to somebody else to do it. Like that's the biggest thing to me is I, I've built a machine that I enjoy running, that rewards me financially that gives me the life that I want to live, that's really hard to accomplish. Um, and when I get frustrated and things aren't moving as fast as I want or doing the things that I want, I, I lean on that. I remember that. And I say, hey, idiot, three years ago, you would have looked at anybody with this life with a ton of envy. You know, like, just because you have it doesn't mean that you can't still aspire to it uh, and be happy about it. Um, so yeah, the, the, the life that I lead and the, the machine that I've built overall is probably my, my happiest or my biggest achievement. All right, Jay, that is super inspiring. Thank you so much for that story. That's fantastic. Um, and I'm so glad we worked out a way for, you don't have to trade that time for money and, or money for time or anything like that anymore, where you can actually sit down and accomplish something for yourself and know that you didn't have to you know, look behind your shoulder and see if the boss was star <laughs> staring at it and saying, what are you doing? You know, or anything like that. You you are your own boss. So you're not trading for that time from any money anymore. You're doing what you totally. want to do. 
and you were making great accomplishments and strides in doing it. You bought a house for yourself. You bought a Tesla for yourself. That's amazing. I, that's in there somewhere in the future for me too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I didn't pay it all cash. You know, like we're financing a Tesla. <laughs> no, well, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it still works though. You're still in your driveway. That's the important thing. So here's here's a question um, that I really like, especially when I talk to my uh, experienced entrepreneurs. If you had to give some advice to somebody who's looking to first start into their entrepreneur adventure, like literally just getting started, what advice would you give them? What steps would you have them take? You need to know what it is about you and your message that's unique and differentiated from the market. And spend some time really thinking critically about that. And you're going to have resistance to it because you're going to think, well, I don't want to be put in a box. I want to do lots of things. I can't just boil myself down to somebody who helps this type of person accomplish this type of very specific thing. I'll get bored talking about that for years, but that is the opportunity. That is what you need to do in this day and age to break through because it's noisy out there. You need to be really clear and make really clear for other people who are just zooming past you in their day-to-day life. Is this person for me? Is what they're putting out there something that can help me? If you aren't really clear on that and they can't identify yes or no, it's a no. You know, they need to very quickly grasp what it is you're saying you can help with or what it is that you say you do and be able to definitively say, that is for me. I'm going to opt into following along with Jesse, following along with Jay. And that's hard because you have to choose like, what is the very specific thing that I can help a very specific type of person accomplish and focus on that for a period of years. It sounds really boring because it kind of is, and it's kind of, it kind of is by necessity at this point. It's, it's something that even to this day holds me back a little bit because I serve creators still pretty broad. You know, if I were to say I help newsletter creators build membership communities, that's incredibly specific. That would be a lot easier for people to say, I want that or I don't want that. Um, And I'd probably grow faster if I did that. I'm lucky that I have a pretty big body of work and a pretty sizable audience at this point. So I can get around not making that very specific trade-off. But if you're starting from zero and you don't have an audience, you don't have a body of work, you've got to get real specific for at least a period of time. And then as you build trust with people who come to you for a very specific reason, then you can start to branch off into other things that you're interested in. And some people will follow you on that journey too, because they trust you and they want that. But in the beginning, if you're not being really specific, you're you're not setting yourself up for success. Exactly. Exactly. That's why a lot of times you'll hear in a lot of my other podcasts too, I'll talk about niching down. Niching down to get to that one point where you know exactly what you're talking about and you can be that authority in that particular niche. And you want to make sure it's a niche that you like, that you want to have fun in. That way, when it is kind of repetitive a little bit, you don't mind it so much because it's something that you love to do. You know, just like me in the podcasting, I didn't know I really liked podcasting until I started podcasting. And then I realized I loved it so much that I just wanted to keep doing it. And even though it's kind of repetitive, I mean, the editing's kind of repetitive and I'm talking to, you know, some people about kind of the same thing. I really love doing it because I learned so much. And you go like I realize too, when people are looking at you, you only have about seven seconds to make an impression on anybody. So make sure you make those seven seconds count. Yeah. Yeah. It happens real quick. People are zooming around you in their day-to-day life. And if they hear what you have to say one time, like, 
that's kind of a miracle. So you got to be pretty targeted when they do hear that and then be like, ooh, yeah, I want that. That sounds good. There you go. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay, so one thing I really like to do with all my all my guests on my show is talk about goals. Now, I always ask my guests for a six-month goal that they have for themselves. So in the next six months, where do you see you and your entrepreneur adventure? Well, in the next six months, um, I see my my podcast building a YouTube audience. Right now, it's been audio only. Uh, I'm launching the first video versions of the show next month in July, mid-July. And uh, I'm really optimistic about that. Um, but I don't actually expect it to take off for several months after beginning to publish. So six months from now, I'm hoping to see some really positive indications that the video effort was worthwhile. I will have finished a rebrand of my, my newsletter and my community by then. And I will have also finished a really big project uh, based on a quiz that I'm building. So uh, all that to say, I think six months from now, I will be making the best content of my life serving creators, uh, written video. Um, I think my name and brand will be much more closely coupled and uh, tied to the word creator so that as this creator economy and creator ecosystem grows and people are talking about who are the leading voices within it, I really want to see myself in that conversation six months from now, which is uh, ambitious, uh, maybe foolish, but we'll find out. There's only there's really only one way to find out and it's just to do it and see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got video product. We got a video podcast, rebranding the quiz. Is that, are we still working on the quiz or is that live? I'm working on the quiz. Uh, not live, probably won't be live until late August. Uh, we just kicked that project off last week, actually. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, honeymoon, getting back into the swing of things, kicking things off, <laughs> doing it all right now. But Man, I I really do think that six months from now, though, a lot of these systems will really be humming along. All right. That's awesome. So when you have that quiz up and running, would you mind sending me a link to it? That way I could put it in the show notes because I'd really like to have it for anybody that might want to you know, participate in that. Of course. Of course. They can uh, – it will be at uh, – okay, this is, this is the scoop. Jesse, I'm telling you this early. The URL will be creatorscience.com. Creatorscience.com. I'm running it down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that. You hear that, Scoop Believers? We got a scoop, something from Jay. <laughs> thank you so much, Jay. I really appreciate you letting us in on that. That's fantastic. That's sure. exciting. All right. So we're kind of wrapping things up a little bit here. Now, if you could just go ahead and if anybody's you know listening and want to get a hold of you and maybe you know talk about that paid community or anything along those lines, how do we find you? Let's, let's hear it. Find me at uh, jklaus.com. And on social media, I'm at jklaus, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm on all of them. All right. And if, if do you have like a link to the pay community if you wanted to get into that or is that kind uh, of part of it? I do. You go to joinccc.com. The name of the community is Creative Companion Club. Uh, the short link is joinccc.com. All right. Fantastic. 
All right, Jay, thank you so, so much for being a school believer. I really appreciate you being on the show. I'm so excited to have you here, and you had a lot of great information for my fellow school believers. Thank you so much, and uh, it's been an honor to have you on my show. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Uh, excited to listen to it when it's out. All right. All right, school believers, uh, hang in there for the wrap-up, and thank you very much. Okay, Jay? <laughs> Good night, everybody. All right, that was Jay Klaus, ladies and gentlemen. He just had so much great information, didn't he? He had information about taxes. He had information about mentors. And his story of his failure was just amazing and what he actually learned from that. Take away any information that you can. Learn from it. He has just so much to offer. Look into that paid community that he's offering because I really think you could benefit from anything that he has to say. Make sure you look in the show notes for any and all contact information for Jay Klaus if you want to see what he has to offer. All right, I know I haven't done this for a little while, but I'm going to give you a little update on my speaking engagement that I'm working for for Chris Brogan. Um, I've kind of had a little bit of a setback again. Um, I reached out to the company that said they might be interested in helping me put together the speaking engagement and... uh, I haven't heard back from him. I emailed him twice, still haven't heard back from him. So I've kind of hit kind of a stump area for putting this speaking engagement together. Just it's been real difficult uh, with some family things that's been happening and um, and time restraints. It's really getting kind of difficult to do more searching for uh, somebody that wants to help me out in paying for the speaking engagement. So uh, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep looking. I'm going to keep trying to find somebody to help me finance the uh, speaking engagement. I haven't given up. Um, just can't ha- kind of hit kind of a lull here. So, but I haven't given up. I just want to make sure that's very clear. Also, I know I've said it a couple times already, but I still haven't done it yet. That solo episode I'm still working on. Uh, I don't know why I keep putting it off, but I do. It's, uh, I don't know. I just, I just don't feel comfortable even do you know what's funny is i do kind of a solo thing at the end of every show but it's not really what i'm looking for as far as a solo episode for myself so gonna keep working on that and uh, it looks like i'm gonna have to uh drop spi pro from my uh my itinerary um it's just kind of gotten too expensive for me to keep so i'm just kind of letting it go at this point um, I really learned a lot while I was in there and, uh, met a lot of great people, including Jay, but I had to make a choice between continuing on with my podcast or keeping SPI pro. Um, I had to make the decision and I decided to keep the podcast. So with a heavy heart, I am kind of hanging up SPI pro for now. And I'm hoping that someday soon when I do start making some kind of income from the products that I'm working on, like the puzzle method or just listener support on my Patreon, that I will be able to get back into SPI Pro again. So to anybody that helped me and made contact with me in SPI Pro, I just want to officially say thank you very much for all the help that you've given me. So at this point, if anybody uh, really liked the show and liked the three-part series that I put together, 
I'd really appreciate it if you went online or if you went to your favorite podcast listening program and uh, put in a five-star review for me, put in an actual you know review for me if you liked it, if you didn't like it. Anything like that would be helpful for me to learn how to provide a better podcast for you. If you want to reach out to me directly, you could always contact me at DJScoob2021, that's S-K-O-O-B, on Twitter. You could reach out to me via email at uapodcast2021 at gmail.com. I would really like to hear how how much you liked or disliked uh, the three-part series that I put together. Would you like me to do more of them? I would like to try to put more together if you'd like to hear them. My next couple episodes I'm going to have is going to be more brand new entrepreneurs that are just getting started. And I'm trying to kind of piece them together. So like you're going to hear a couple of particular types of new entrepreneurs. Uh, That's what I'm trying to put together now. I haven't quite gotten the groups together yet, but it's definitely something to look forward to. Anyway, at this point, I just want to say thank you so much for listening all the way through. And uh, hopefully I hear from you real, real soon. All right, school believers. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hello there, DJ Scoob here, and I just want to personally say thank you for listening to my program. I really hope you learned something. Tune in in two weeks to listen to another brand new entrepreneur. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. How do you say woman? Mujer. Mujer. El niño, la niña. The boy, the woman. Oop, the girl. Oops, it's close. How do you say boy? Niño. Niño. Una mujer. A woman. Yo como. Tú comes. Él come. Tú comes. Yo como. Tú comes. Él come. Tú comes. Comes. Él. Él. Como. Como. Yo como. Oops, that's wrong. Oof, that took some work. Un hombre. Un hombre. A man. Tu eres un hombre. You are a man. Una niña. A girl. Tú eres un niño. All right. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now and seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.